You're watching Meet the Movie Press, and coming up, we're going to be talking about the new Spider-Man movie, a potential Baby Driver sequel, and the tracking on Dunkirk. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Meet the Movie Press. Good morning, Simon. Good morning, Jeff. How are you, buddy? Uh, I'm good. I'm okay, thanks. Yeah, how are you? Good. Did you have a, I know you're, you know, you're not... Are you, you're not really American. You're not American. Americanish. But, but how was your Fourth of July? It was lovely. I'm still interested. Um, I did the uh, I did the traditional thing uh, on, on Saturday. I went to um, Cinespia, which is the movie um, showing at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery, which uh-huh. is brilliant. Um, so I went there to watch Dirty Dancing, which was fantastic. Um, and they had fireworks, which is cool. No, so I love, I've so, heard that you're a dirty dancer. I love Dirty Dancing. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, I know it's dog shit, but I love it. Um, and then I, I on uh, on uh, July the fourth. Uh, did the traditional American thing of going to see um, an art house movie uh, in a repertory movie theatre uh, and eating vegan hot dogs. Uh, so I went to see uh, Uksha at the New Beverly. What did you think? Did you like it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was good. Um, I, didn't, I liked I didn't it too. I didn't, it. I didn't love it. I didn't love it. I didn't love um, it. But I thought it was good. Uh, I did enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, it's, it's fine. But uh, I mean, I'm sure many Americans would have been disgusted by the fact that I did that. Going back there to Sinespia, I heard that, that they don't allow oh, alcoholic beverages dude, anymore. I'm pissed about that. That's crazy. Yeah, What's well, the they, point of even going? Okay, well, I had this conversation this morning with, with my wife because we, we went... When you go to this event, if you've never been there, you, you don't live in L.A. Or, you, or you've never been, it's basically where you everybody goes to um, this graveyard, Hollywood Forever, very famous graveyard in, in L.A., and they project movies onto the side of one of the buildings. Everybody's there. Everyone's having a great time. Everybody's there because they want, they love the movie, and it's a really good vibe. You took, you could take your own booze. You could take your own thing. It's like a, you know a, a picnic. Everybody was really well behaved. It was a really really cool vibe every mm-hmm. single time that I've been there. Great. Me too. But now some of the officials in LA have decided to, and this was came into effect for their July the fourth screening of Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. that you now cannot take your own booze in. If you want booze, you have to buy the booze that is available uh, from the people who are running the event. So it's like food and drinks. And available, which does make it a lot more expensive. I mean, they, certainly they do not rip people off, but at these events, when you go in, you know, if you go to a concert or something, the booze is going to be more expensive. So it does kind of change the vibe. And nobody goes there and gets shit-faced, really. It's not that kind of take-your-own-booze. But if you go, you want to have a picnic, you want to have a you know a bottle of wine or a few friends or whatever, it gets very expensive if you have to buy stuff in the venue. But yeah, so now, effective immediately... You, you can't take your own booze yeah, into that, these screenings. No, that's surprising. But that's only really for LA listeners. And anyways, yeah. we forgot our intros. Yes. Who, Who are you? I'm Simon Thompson. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at ShowbizSimon, on Instagram, at ShowbizSimon. And I have a Facebook page, This is Simon Thompson. And I'm Jeff Snyder, Editor-in-Chief of the Tracking Board, tracking-board.com, yep. yep. at the in Snyder on yep. all platforms. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. So, yep. Sinespia, out of the way. I'm okay, glad you done. had a good 4th of July holiday. Yeah, I did. I'm glad that the did fire... You? I didn't ask you. Uh, yeah, mine was lovely. I took I took the, the metro train to oh. Santa Monica Beach. Very nice. It was wonderful. Uh, okay, let's dive in. Let's right. do this. Cool. Let's okay. do this. Let's do it. Spider-Man. Okay. Yeah. Little movie out this week. Kick me off, baby. Uh, okay, so obviously the reviews uh, have been coming out over the last couple of weeks. I put my cell phone away. Um, you know, getting really good reviews. It's looking like it's going to open well at the box office this weekend. Um, let's let's talk about that rather than doing that at the end of the show. So we're kind of looking at Thursday night previews last night. It opened a lot of places. Kept going uh, up. 
Yeah. It was like 10, then it was 13, now it's 15. 15.4 million in yeah, previous People did not want to wait. We're looking at a weekend really currently. It, it, people are giving different figures on this, somewhere between 85 and 110 million. Now, the studio, Sony, are kind of, they're being a little bit cautious. They're saying around the 80 million. They I always I think, do that. I think this is, is, could very easily open around the, you know, the 100. Um, you know, Mark, I think mm-hmm. qu- quite easily. And let's look at that opening, uh, th- those previews, because it's actually the third biggest Thursday night preview opening of 2017 domestically. So Spider-Man Homecoming... Bigger took fi- than Guardians 2? Well, it, no, it, it's the third highest. Oh, okay, sorry. It took sorry, 15.4 million. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is uh, at the top, 17 million. Beauty and the Beast is in second place with 16.3, and just behind that is Spider-Man Homecoming. So it's, it's a pretty, pretty good... Um, yeah, it's a pretty good start. And if you then compare what we're expecting to take at the weekend um, here, uh, compare that to the other Spider-Man movies, the original Spider-Man movie, uh, which was now 15 years ago, took 114.8 million. Uh, Spider-Man 2, 88 million. Uh, Spider-Man 3, 151.1 million. Amazing Spider-Man, 62 million. And Amazing Spider-Man 2, 91 million. So it's way ahead uh, whichever way you cut it generally of sort of the most recent ones it's you know it's looking like it's going to open around amazing spider-man 2 more likely to beat it it's below the original spider-man it's above spider-man 2 most likely and it's somewhere below spider-man 3 so it's not looking too bad it's kind of there in the middle and could you know it could be a lot bigger but the response from audiences and the response from from critics has been um, really, really strong. And a lot of people, everybody does this. They rank their movies when a new one comes out. A lot of people who are ranking their Spider-Man. It's coming in either sort of, it's definitely in the top three for most people. And that seems to be from, from people in the industry and how audiences could it, how could alike. How it not be? I well, mean... I mean, yeah, it's, it's a really strong movie. It's really, really well done. Um, yeah, people in the, in the chat are saying it's going to be spoiler-free. Yes, we are doing spoiler-free when we're talking about Spider-Man. So just... Just be careful because okay. obviously it only came out. No, th- on thank you for night. telling me that. That's okay. Um, but yeah, so this will be spoiler free. So we can do spoiler stuff next week because then people will have potentially, you know, most likely have seen it. If you haven't seen Spider Man by next week, yeah, stop watching this show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the hell you're doing here if you haven't seen it this weekend. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I think it's, I think it is going to, I think it stands a very good chance of opening around that 100 million quite, quite easily. I, I think it's going to hit 100. Uh, yeah. I just think that there's a real appetite. For this movie, um, for good movies, yeah. you know, uh, you know, we had Transformers and like the house open recently. Yeah, people want to see a, a, a good movie. Um, so you had said before the show that John Watts not confirmed to, not for the sequel yet. Same deal as Patty Jenkins, right? Yeah, apparently not confirmed uh, for the Spider-Man Homecoming sequel. But probably coming back, right? I would, yeah, I would think it would yeah. be. I think obviously with, with with Sony, I think they've been burnt a couple of times with things like this, and obviously Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man Two didn't fare particularly well. They had the same director for both of those movies, Mark Webb. And I think they were probably, you know, but everybody was being a little bit, well, let's see how this goes. Let's see how it sits. I, I would be very surprised if John Watts doesn't come back because he's done a superb, superb job with this movie in pretty much every single area. Everybody who's, whether you're a diehard Spidey fan or whether you're quite new to the franchise, whether you're disenfranchised by the franchise, people are really getting on board with this. I'm, that was a, yeah, I don't know if that's <laughs> even a real thing. But it's, um, but yeah, I, so I think they would be... It would be a real shame, and I think Sony would be making a mistake if they didn't get John Watts to come back. And Tom Holland as Spider-Man, uh, he, dude, he's got that role for as long as he wants it. Uh, he's and, and, he, and he wants John Watts back, yeah, right? He does. He does. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think it's it's 
basically a given John Watts is going to be coming back. Uh, he did do a really good job, especially with the high school scenes. Yeah. Just in terms of taking this whole movie and story in, in another direction, mm. putting a fresh spin on it. He, he'd also never worked you know, on a big-budget, effects-driven movie like this before, and yeah. now he has that under his belt. So you know, the action will probably only improve the next time around. Um, and, and there, you know, there's not a ton of action in Spider-Man: Homecoming. There's like three big set pieces, I yeah. would say, that the movie sort of built around, which is, you know, maybe why the budget is a little bit uh, lower than past installments. Which I think is really interesting because a lot of the other Spider-Man movies, even even Amazing Spider-Man and Amazing Spider-Man Two, which I was not a fan of at all. Um, they they really they excelled in the action sequences and i found some of the human interaction stuff occasionally lacked character lacked impact and sometimes felt dry and quite dull mm-hmm. this seems to be the other way round where even though the action sequences still pack a punch i mean they're spectacularly directed mm-hmm. for a guy that doesn't come from an action background he's nailed this but also then the the, the human interaction the relationship stuff it doesn't flag it's a, it, the performances; they gel really nicely. The characters seem to right. work really nicely. It's a very well balanced meal of a movie. To I, be honest I, with I, you. I love uh, the man in the chair, Jacob yeah. Adelon as Ned. Can um, I also say that yeah. there's one thing that did annoy me about this movie, and I was talking to someone about this on Twitter last night. This is not a spoiler, but it has been featured in in promos. Uh, I won't go too deep into it. There is a scene where um, there's a homage to a classic '80s movie in one scene. Uh, where Peter Parker is escaping the vulture. Okay. Okay. And at one point, there is a scene from this movie on a television. Okay. And there's a track that's playing, which is from the soundtrack of that movie, but they replicate a scene from that classic 80s movie, and the track that's playing is not the track that was playing in the original movie, but it is in that original movie. That kind of annoyed me. If they'd have just used the well, same... I don't even know what the fuck we're talking about right now. You can say it. It's like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, and, but the track that they use from Ferris Bueller's Day Off is not... And when they kind of replicate that scene, they don't use the track that they used in the movie. And I'm kind of like, you've taken that homage like two-thirds of the way. Would have been perfect if you used the same track. I think, I think it would have been a little bit too much if they had used that same track. I, you know? I don't know. I probably would have peed a little. <laughs> But that's uh, partly because of I, my age. I did like that homage, and I, and yeah. I did pick up on that. Yeah. Um, okay, so it looks like this Spider-Man movie is going to be a winner for Sony. Yeah, they needed definitely. it. Yes, they did. Uh, although they just had a pretty nice hit over the weekend with Baby Driver overperforming. Yeah. Uh, Edgar Wright, this is probably the biggest hit of his career, right? It is. Uh, and and well-deserved. Yeah. Baby Driver was good. Again, I didn't love it. Yeah. I don't think it's a great movie. Uh, but it was a lot of fun, and it's like kind of the perfect summer movie. So now there's talk that uh, that Sony has approached Edgar about a sequel. Yeah, and you know, I mean, as much as I, I, I did really enjoy Baby Driver. I didn't kind of, you know, as I said last week, I didn't lose my shit over it, uh, you know, as much as some other people did. Um, but he did a superb job, and the cast is is exemplary. Um, even even the sort of the the, the lower players on 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 sort of the shelf, really, and the smaller parts. But I just. It's a film that I would watch multiple times, and I will do. It's not a film that I think I want to see the story taken somewhere else. Because I think we we know... It's a pretty good self-contained Yeah, story. we know about Baby. We know his story. We know why he was doing it. And I right. think then if you change it, it's a different story. It's a different movie. I just don't... I just don't think it's necessary. I did a little poll on Twitter. It didn't get a, a you know a huge response, but it you know got a sizable you know kind of a lot of people had a very 
clear feeling about it. And I asked, would you like a sequel or do you want it left alone as a standalone piece? 100%. Well, I love the movie. Leave it as a standalone. Yeah, I, I honestly, I don't see it. You're doing it. Um, Apparently, I, I think you know, Edgar has a whole bunch of original movies, things like Grasshopper Jungle, that he is looking to get off the ground. So, I think, such a creative I guy. think if a sequel did happen for this yeah. movie, it wouldn't be next for Edgar. I think he would do another movie and then maybe come back to Baby Driver. That's all speculation on my part. Yeah. I just think he's got a whole bunch of projects that have been waiting for him to become available and to do a sequel to this immediately uh, would kind of leave all of those hanging. I think also the fact that this is a movie that Edgar Wright worked on for 20 plus years. He had the original idea. He's honed it. He shaped it. You know, it's moved location. It's mm-hmm. had different people attached to it or who he'd like in the role. And it's kind of settled. I think then to try and do a sequel to that film that you've had 20 years in the making with a two year window, you can't, you can't replicate what went into that first film right. it's a diluted it's a different form and you know you can't bottle lightning it's very rare that you can replicate that success we've seen with edgar's other movies i mean the cornetto trilogy right Shaun of the dead is is considerably better than i mean hot fuzz is superb but it's considerably better than than hot fuzz which is considerably better than world's end That's, but that, we do not have the same rankings on edgar wright's movies but you know it's kind of like i just i think he should do the thing that he's done. I love Scott Pilgrim. Great. You know, works really well as its own. I think Baby Driver is another example of a film that's in his, in his oeuvre that should just be left as a standalone piece. And for up, but so what's judging, judging from his past work, it will be left alone as a standalone yeah. piece. How many people yeah. said Shaun of the Dead should have a sequel? How many people said yeah. Hot Fudge should, should have a not. sequel? Yeah, none of them have should sequels, not. and I'd be surprised if this one gets one too. I think also if you change how much, I mean, obviously, the, you know, Baby Driver had a, you know, had a decent budget. But I think then if you're a studio and you want to, say, start throwing more money at it, you change what that film is. You change the very being right. of, of that film, you know. And I think it's right. So what's your Edgar Wright movie rankings then? I'm going to go. You're I'm, not, Hot Fuzz, I'm not a Shaun huge fan of, of the Dead guy. Yeah, I, th- I, think, I think Hot Fuzz might be my, my favorite uh, out of all of them. Well. Then Baby Driver. Then... Oh, man, I really liked World's End. I think Shaun of the Dead might be at the bottom. I mean, well, maybe Scott Pilgrim's at the bottom. I don't know. Shaun of the Dead might be at the bottom. I think that movie's really? overrated. Yeah, that's right. You heard me. It's a contra- controversial opinion Take over back here. what you said about... No, okay. I like Hot Fuzz. That, that's, that's, my, that's my jam. Hot Fuzz is a great movie. Um, okay. Okay, so we've looked at that. Um, Matt Reeves? Yeah, let's talk about Matt Reeves. Let's do that. Go for it. Okay, so uh, Matt Reeves, uh, you will know him from those ape movies. Uh, oh, I've got something else, AP, to talk about later. Um, he's basically, obviously, we know he's taking over the Batman um, directing duties from from Ben Affleck. Uh, came out this week that he uh, is apparently, he's got an idea for the Batman to be part of a trilogy. So a trilogy. Oh, he's, of course. He's, wow. He's pulling a Nolan. Amazing. He's pulling a Nolan. A Batman trilogy. I mean, it, obviously, it's been done before. I think that could be a really nice frame to hang the rest of the DC universe off of. If you've got a strong trilogy at its heart, if you do a Nolan... The, the, the problem is... I mean, doesn't the DC universe have a plan? A Batman trilogy is not part of the plan, is it? It's part of Matt Reeves' plan. But Matt Reeves is... <laughs> you're working within the DCU now. Um, but also, he's Matt Reeves. I mean... 
you know, he's got a golden ticket. I mean, right does now. Affleck? It wasn't Affleck already trying to squirrel out of the the cowl. Like now he's going to do three movies, three solo movies, plus God knows how many appearances they want him in in the in the other films. I don't know about that. We'll see. Ben Affleck also a busy guy. I don't think he wants to spend the next decade playing Batman. I I agree with that. Every but year. also like, Ben like Affleck has spent his entire career trying to play Batman. So he's I think he I totally get your point by the fact that he probably will want to try and escape the cowl. But he spent a lot of his career I, trying to get in that damn yeah, thing. But I, I I'll tell you right now. Ben Affleck is not Robert Downey Jr. No, he's not. He has a lot more going on. Yes, he is. Uh so, I, I just I, I I don't see it um, unless Matt Reeves knocks it out of the park. See what, what's I mean, to say you, that if, honestly you never know. The, the DCU throws so many curveballs at us because uh, they just they're just making shit up as they go along. Which is That's why perhaps they need a a Batman trilogy. What's to say they can't film them back to back? You're just, but you're saying that like you know they could have this trilogy to sort of hang like the skeleton on, right? Yeah, like, like to sort of serve as like the framework. But I feel like all that stuff is already in motion with the. Uh, you know, Justice League and all this other stuff. So, I don't know. I'd yeah, be surprised. Yeah, I, I think, I, think I, I agree with you on that. But I think there's also a lot of stuff that's currently up in the air. Indeed it is. And I think if you want to tie it in, I mean, you and I know about a couple of, you know, at least one project that is being talked about currently to do with um, some major DC characters, that this could be a part of that. I don't know. Which you can hang it. I, again, don't know what you're talking okay. about. <laughs> Give me the... Type it down. I'll write, I'll write it down. G Chapman. What movie do you and I room? know about that, that others don't? Um, anyways. Uh, uh, that one. I don't want to say it on air because we're not supposed to talk about it. Oh, you know I, mean, that I, one. I, I did mention that yeah. at the end of a show. Uh, I don't know how real that is. It's just something uh, I heard that they were trying to get a writer uh, for. Anyways. Um, now Let's, everybody wants to know what I wrote on the piece of paper. I know. <laughs> I just, it I literally, I just, on it. I just drew a picture of a cock. That's <laughs> was, all I did. It was just a, a there's, big no, there's no writing there. I can't write. Staying I can't with Warner Brothers. Let's do that. Uh, they are preparing to release Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk. They are, yeah. Variety had a report this week that the film is only tracking, and, and the headline said 40 million, but the story said 30 to 40 million. Mm. That is not good. No. That is not good. That's that, an ex- big, expensive movie. Now, obviously, uh, you know, just like every other movie these days, the bulk of this uh, of, of the box office will come from overseas, mm-hmm. and this is a, a European sort of film. It's a it's a European story, so I ex- expect it to play pretty well over there. Um, but thirty to forty stateside, not good. I mean, I'm a- surprised for a Nolan movie. That's the lowest since The Prestige. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I've seen, I mean, in and around LA, I've seen a lot of posters and bus sides. The outdoor's and been great. Seatbacks. Good it's advertising been campaign. But, you know, on the grounds, I'm, a lot of people are not, there's not the buzz. Teens aren't, you know, don't want to go see a, a war movie. Now, I, Justin Crow at Variety pointed out that uh, this movie could have major legs. I mean, besides Atomic Blonde, which comes the week after, yeah. there's not a lot happening the rest of the summer. So this should play pretty well through August uh, and even through Labor Day, like you know, until the prestige films start coming out. 
Um, but yeah, this is not like a date movie that 16-year-olds are going to. Even I mean, uh, unless I'm underestimating the, the Harry Styles contingent. Because you could get a bunch of Harry Styles fans who, who sign up for repeat business, and they just keep going yeah. back, all these girls. I but. was literally thinking about, I mean, someone just said, you know, uh, talking about the Harry Styles in, in the chat. Um, I, I Yeah, I think there will be a lot of people that will go and see the film because Harry Styles is in it. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean this in no way disrespectfully to Chris Nolan. I don't think they'll like the movie. I think they'll be bored off their tits. Do you think it's going to be boring? No, no, but I think a lot of people who are going to see one of One Direction what, in a movie what are, are not going there because they want to see a World War II movie. They're going there to see Harry Styles, and I think they just won't be into the movie. I think they'll find it, you know, it won't. Well, I'm curious to see how much Harry Styles is in yeah, the movie. No, That's for sure. I haven't seen it but yet. It, it's I don't not know. like they're expecting him but to like, saying, sing a song in my, the middle of the movie. But No, but my point is the fact that there'll be like teenage girls who'll be going to this. They won't be going to see Dunkirk because it's a brilliant piece of cinema or because it's about World War II. I think if they had an empty bag of sure, bucks, they I couldn't get less but if of Harry, them. If Harry does a good job in it, they're going to walk away and say, that was a good movie. They are. But because of Harry Styles, not because of the fact they like the movie. Um, I, I mean, I, I think it'll play I think it'll play to, to the audience that it is aimed at, which I think are fans of cinema, fans of Chris Nolan, fans of this kind of movie. And I think there is a sizable audience for that. I'm just, there's not just not that buzz outside of that right now. Yeah, I think well, the, the problem is going to be getting people outside of that, you know, large circle to, to, to hand over their money. I think what we are going to see around that, you, you know, you quite rightly mentioned that the, the gap in the schedule. I think a lot of people are going to use that time perhaps to go and see Dunkirk. I think 40 is disappointingly low. I'd like to see it, you know, take obviously more than that, but I don't think it's going to take much more. But I think a lot of people will go back and do pick up on movies that they haven't seen. So if they haven't seen Baby Driver, they'll go and see Baby Driver, or they'll go and see Wonder Woman, or they'll go and see Despicable Me 3, or Cars 3. Perhaps things that they've... I mean, I'm not saying that's the Dunkirk audience, but, you know, when you if you're going in a group, <laughs> catch up on things that you haven't seen over the past couple of months. I think there'll be a lot of pickup for those films, too, which I think will probably be as much of a threat to Dunkirk as things like Atomic Blonde. I just think uh, that a few months ago when all this was still, you know, there wasn't even a trailer there, there or there was one trailer only. Yeah. Uh, we were looking at Dunkirk between 50 and 60 million and yeah. thinking that it would be Valerian that would come in on this on the lower side. I wonder if Valerian's going to gain some ground. Uh, the reviews on that, the early you know, early word has been super strong. Yeah. Uh, there hasn't really been any early word on Dunkirk. No. So, uh, I know there was I a screening, screening last night in L.A. Okay, I expect screening invites to, to go out soon. Uh, I'm not high on Warner Brothers' list, so no, well, excuse also, me. Also, there's a junket with, with Chris this weekend in L.A. Oh, well, so that makes that, sense. That's why. I love, I love how the, like, the studios cater to the junket press. It's amazing to me. Like, they, they love everything. I mean, I guess that's why they cater to them, but, oh, God. I'm going to go slightly, while we're talking about it, and obviously this, this is in direct relation to, to this kind of thing, the junket press. Um, th- this is something I'm going slightly off the reservation on because it's not a topic that I, I mentioned to you earlier. Uh, one thing that's tending to annoy me at the moment, we talk about film Twitter, is there a, there's a number, and this was the same in the US as it is in the UK and all around the world. There's, there's a small number of people who... They seem to love every single movie. Yes. Every single movie. Because they're dealing with the talent on the movie. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, it's you're not doing your job. If you are a journalist 
or a critic. And you love every single movie. Nobody loves every single movie. You are not doing your job. It's either that or you shouldn't have the job in yeah. the first place. It's, but it's also you're doing a disservice. I mean, this is, I see some of the same names, you know, popping up on posters and everything is the film of the year or the something of the other. And this is the same in the UK and it's the same here. I think it's getting worse, though. There are people who go, and it's literally every time they see a movie, it's like they have an orgasm. And it's like, you cannot like every movie. Some of the greatest directors of all time sometimes make shitty movies. And you know what? When they make a shitty movie, they know it. And if you go into that room and you tell them it's the best movie that you've seen, their greatest movie, they know you're full of shit. You're not doing yourself any favors. You're right. Be honest. The hyperbole is out of hand. Even on something like Baby Driver, where you know all the posters say, like, totally fucking awesome. Like, you know what? It's not. But it's you know not what? fucking us. Awesome. There I'm are sorry. movies that I really like that you think are shit. There are movies that you think <sighs> are shit that are. Yeah. It's but like uh, you can't love every movie. Not every movie is a fantastic movie. Some movies are dog shit. Oh God, I just That's wish just people the way in our profession had better taste. Taste is everything in this I'm job. Just, it's not about. To me, I honestly don't care personal. how well you write the review. I yeah. just want you to, to steer me towards good things. And but there just God, seems to be go overboard these days. I mean, I, I I really enjoyed House. I loved House. I gave it a good review on IGN. I know a lot of people thought it was absolutely terrible. Personally, I laughed at the House. It did uh, yeah, its job. Yeah. Absolutely. I know a lot of people didn't like it. That's absolutely fine. We don't all have to like the same thing. But also, you don't have to love every movie. I saw this movie last night, Simon. Okay. Holy shit. Was it Paul Blart 3, More Cop? No, okay. they haven't made that. Uh, it was a ghost. Oh, what a shame. It was a ghost story. Oh, yes. You bought a ticket for this. I bought a ticket. I was right. not invited to anything. And frankly, I completely understand why. Uh, I'm sure A24 knows my taste by it now and mm. probably figured that I would hate it. And uh, they weren't that far off. Um, I'm not a huge David Lowry guy. Okay. I did not care for Anthem Body Saints. Did you see that? Yeah. Did you like it? No. It was a great... Uh, I remember taking a great nap during that one. And, yeah. uh, I did, I did like love Pete's all. Dragon. But I didn't again, that, see it in the theaters. I love Pete's Dragon. It was, it was fantastic. I really enjoyed that. So David really redeemed himself in my eyes. I was always kind of wary of Ghost Story. I kind of had an idea that it would be something I wouldn't like. Sure enough, it was that. It was just so slow. I mean, there is a scene where we watch Rooney Mara eat a pie for what feels like an eternity. An entire pie. How long do you think it takes a small girl like that to eat a pie? Ten I, minutes? I'm going to say, yeah. I mean, that's how long it feels. Um. So yeah, I did not care for a ghost story, and yet everybody loved it. Yeah. Everybody hails it as this masterpiece, and I'm just like, what movie are you guys watching? Are we yeah. seeing the same thing? So it's like, I mean, mm. th- but this is a prime example of some directors that sometimes you love their work and sometimes you don't. You know, and it's like it's, it's a re- just, you know, I mean, I think just studios have gotten really good at like targeting like which critics they think are going to fall for a little pretentious hunk of shit like that, and most of them did. And they and they all you know a twenty four sends out the the fucking bed sheets and everyone's running around their offices like ghosts and I, I mean stop don't see it save your fucking money it's just like Swiss Army Man and it comes at night and a whole bunch of shitty a twenty four movies I, it's like I I love that company and what they do for cinema yeah. and every now and then they have a, gr- a great film yes they do but Jesus Christ we have different taste. Me, me, and the and the acquisition executives at that company. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm. But I, I think this is. But I mean, then again, there are movies that are terrible that people flock to see. I mean, the Transformers season. They're not tending to do it as much with this one. But right. I mean, the, the, I mean, how many times have critics said these are terrible films? 
Yeah, to, I mean, and, and, but and audiences flock to see them. Billion dollars on a regular exactly. basis. Exactly. You know. Um, but there you go. It's just something that really kind of... I just In the last couple of weeks, I've seen a lot of people doing this on Twitter. And it's usually... Un- people are saying name names. I'm not going to name names. People know exactly who they are. But it's just... Yeah, it we, just we don't becomes, need to call anybody no, out on this show. It just becomes increasingly prevalent. And you're not doing your job. Let's talk about some reboots. I'm curious Let's if you think people it. are going to see these. There's a Hellboy reboot. Yes. Uh, now... It was Splash Report, right? Kel- Splash Kelvin? Report. Quite a new site, actually, and they're doing some really, really good yeah, stuff. Yeah, they've broken some stuff. Kelvin, they're breaking a couple of Kelvin good stories. Kelvin has, has yeah. always scooped news over at Latino Review. This is his new uh, publication, so check it out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he said that, that the Hellboy, that Lionsgate is in final negotiations to pick up the Hellboy reboot, which was confirmed by the trades. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I don't know where else anybody thought this was going to land. It screamed Lionsgate from the very start. Sony it's either Lionsgate it or, or Millennium, and Millennium yeah. is like, you know, falling apart right now. Yeah. Um, and Lions, I mean, I know, you know, I've, I've known that Lionsgate have been, you know, ever since the idea that for a little while they've been talking about this. They were a handful of companies that were looking at doing it. Lionsgate do need, they've had a couple of franchises that have either finished or kind of dissolved. Right. And they need this. I mean, I think the only other place that this potentially could have landed was somewhere like a Fox. But Fox don't need it. They've got X-Men. They've got oh, Apes. God, they've got God. other things. So that wouldn't have really fitted. That would have been like a, is, a funny uncle. This is like a, B, a B-list comic book yeah, movie. But I think Lionsgate is, is a great home for that. I could have seen someone like an A24 or an STX getting on board with it. STX would have been a good call. But Lionsgate, to me, this makes sense. I kind of knew they were looking at it. So I I hit Twitter with a tweet that was like, "Eh, I don't know if I really want to write this. Because, like I said, if if it's good, if they get a good cast, a good trailer, I'll eat my words. But I'm out. I don't care. I told my staff, don't even write the Lionsgate news. I I don't care about this Hellboy movie whatsoever. Do you? Uh, Yeah, I do, actually. Um, I mean, mean, is it top of my list of things to see? No, it's not. Um, I'm very interested to see what they're doing with it. David seems very, very enthused with it, uh, David Harbour. Um, I like Neil Marshall, again, a director who's done some not great movies, but he's done some really good movies too. Um, And I enjoyed enjoyed the original Hellboy movies. You know, I did. I mean, they they certainly weren't exactly the biggest movies, and they weren't the greatest movies, but I had fun with them, so I am... I did not enjoy them. I don't think that they're bad, but I didn't think they're very good. No, Uh, I I enjoyed them. And to me, Ron Perl, even though I have no agency over the character, I don't fucking care, uh, Ron Perlman kind of is Hellboy to me, and I don't know that I necessarily want to see one of these movies... From someone else's imagination, besides yeah. Guillermo's, even even if he didn't knock uh, either movie out of the park, so I, think- I, I just like I'm wrapped up in enough stuff. You got to make cuts. Yeah. King Arthur, that's a cut. I'm not seeing King Arthur. Like that's just something. Because you're saving yourself for yeah, all the Robin I Hood just, movies. Uh, you know, you have to make room for yeah. other things, and and that is definitely a movie where it's not even on my radar. I don't no, care. no, I'm I'm interested to see. I mean, I don't think we're going to see anything really for you know for 18 months. So I I think we're going to look 20. Is it going to be R-rated? Yeah, that's what they're aiming for. Okay, I mean, so I think it's going to be fun. Like I said, you know, I guess that's a step in the right direction. They so, got they got to do something different. Uh, and then there was another more reboot news. Yeah. Now this was a little bit more exciting. Okay. Not necessarily the property, but the filmmaker. Okay. Uh, last night, uh, Deadline <coughs> reported that the Grudge reboot is in the works over yes. at Sam Raimi's Ghost House, which we've known for a little while. Yes, uh, we knew that there, a reboot was in the works, but that uh, Nicholas. I'm not going to know if I pronounce this right. Nicholas Pesky? Or I, I, believe it, I believe it's Pesky. Okay. He is, uh, Might be wrong. he is going to be rewriting the script and directing. This was something that I called Nick's reps on, you know, uh, all through June. Yeah. Uh, reach out to them multiple times. No one ever hit me back. And sure enough, uh, it turns out that Ghost House was working with Deadline on an announcement. So a little bit disappointing because I think this is a great hire. 
Yeah. Did you see The Eyes of My Mother? Yes, I did. It was fantastic. It's a what great, great movie. Yeah. A, a, a great little black and white, low budget indie movie. Um, so this is sort of like the Which horror Which is a great equivalent. example of a movie that can be quite slow, but it doesn't have to be dull. Right. Yeah, sure. I'll give you that. Uh, it, it, dude, that movie just crawled under my skin and, and haunted me for weeks. Yeah. Um, so this is sort of the equi- the horror equivalent of like Gareth Edwards getting doing monsters and then getting Kong or, or yeah. Colin Trevorrow doing you know uh, safety not guaranteed and getting Jurassic World. This is that kind of big step from yeah. a no budget movie to now we have some branded IP. Mm-hmm. Do I think that do we do we need a grudge reboot? No, no, do we I, do not. Do I think that J Horror is on the rise again? No, I do not. Definitely not. I mean the the Rings reboot came like a fart in the wind, right? That was terrible. A fight, fart in a lift. Terrible. Uh, whatever your fucking phrase is. Like a fart in a lift. Everybody knows it's there, but I, nobody wants to like, run up to it. Listen, I am a fucking horror addict, yeah. and if I and I didn't go see Rings, and I haven't even rented Rings yet. So if you're losing out on me, Good. the core horror fan, you have fucked up and not done it right. Uh, so I mean, but that was Rings. That's that's one thing. The Grudge movies I never liked as much as the Ring movies. No. Um, the Grudge two actually was one of the biggest pieces of shits I've ever seen. Yes, it was. But uh, did you but see again, any of the straight to straight to? Uh, no, there were more. There, oh yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ! Uh, but but Nicholas is a is a really good filmmaker. So if they are going to do this, I think it is in pretty good hands. Yeah, I oh, know. I I agree. So, I mean, I think you can do. You know, there there is the chance to. Just because a franchise is done badly, it doesn't mean that it can't be done better. I mean, a really good example of that is what we're seeing from what I've heard. I haven't seen it yet. Unfortunately, I really, really do. Is uh, An- A- the Annabelle movie the new mm-hmm. the sequel that's being done? First Annabelle film was really, really bad. Apparently, this one. Is superb. So I think if you superb. want to go back, well, apparently yes, yeah, really, really good. And I think if you want to go back, you can. If you got the right people in place, you can make it successful. And I think it's kind of if you're going to do this, I think it's kind of the right time. I think where Rings fell, aside from the fact that it wasn't particularly good, it did was, you see it? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I interviewed the director because I got the because I got the scoop on the the, the crow. Oh. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I think if it's done correctly and you go balls to the wall and you may get an R rated, yeah, I think you can do it. If you're going to make the Grudge and you're going to do a PG thirteen, don't bother. But I think the people, the people who grew up with the Grudge, the the Americanized version of the Grudge rather than the original films, I think there is an audience to there. But you do have to deliver something that will make them poo their pants. Yeah. That's the only way to do it. Do it if you don't. If you're not going to do that, don't do it. Speaking of some old movies, yes, a uh, whole bunch of things. Um, well, we have a T2 re-release coming out. We do. Uh, when is that coming That's, out? Uh, August mid- middle, middle of August. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know. James if Cameron says it looks really good. I saw this <laughs> recently does. on the on the big screen. Um, yeah. I don't know that I necessarily need to see it again, but T2 is one of the all time great action movies. I mean, it's fucking. It, it's a masterpiece. Yeah, T2 is a masterpiece. Uh, so that'll look better than ever up on the big screen. And potentially, or, or, I mean, not potentially, confirmed, we're also going to get a, a Close Encounters uh, re-release on yeah. September 1st. Um, which is great. I mean, I haven't seen that film on the big screen in a long, long time. I think I once, I saw it years ago, I think it was at the Prince Charles in in London. Um Close Encounters remains a, just a superb. That's a movie, movie theater, the Prince Charles. The Prince Charles, yeah, it basically does okay. kind of what the New Beverly does in LA, and it kind of shows it reruns of, Is of Prince of Charles. A big stuff. movie fan? No, they just called it the Prince Charles. Oh, okay. It's uh, different to a Prince Albert. Um, 
but yeah, so basically they're, they're re-releasing Close Encounters. When there was a, the story kind of came out of the fact there was like a, a little tra- teaser trailer that was released online this week, and it was like, oh my god, is the Close Encounter sequel have they done like they did with Cloverfield? Oh my god, is it going to be a sequel? It's not. It's the re-release, right? But it did get people talking about the fact that if they did do a Close Encounter sequel, Hollywood don't. Um, what you know? Would you like it, or what would you want to see? And the people came up with the idea of of Richard Dreyfuss's character coming back and kind of seeing you know obviously he comes back from space he'll bring the kids in yeah i mean he probably wouldn't be allowed back into the country now to be honest with you what with the current political climate um <laughs> i build a wall in space i always thought close encounters was overrated too i, I, see, I watched I, it a few years ago i love that film i'm, I'm, I'm not that interested in a re-release although i think it's a smart business move um yeah that labor day weekend is always slow you know mm-hmm. nobody really wants to see any of the movies why not put out this big fan favorite classic film in honor of an anniversary the anniversary is technically in november but they wanted to, they wanted to do in september because they saw an opportunity yeah uh, and i think it could actually do pretty well i think there's a whole generation that hasn't seen that movie and uh i, I would say i recommend it's not a movie i would say don't see it i no. absolutely recommend it i just you know I don't think it's a classic in my mind, but yeah. See, I, I would I would disagree with you on that. I think it. I think most people would. I, I, I I'm it, a weirdo. It's a, <laughs> and it's it's massively influential. I think as a film, yes, it, cha- it did that. change the face of sort of sci-fi movies, and it's still you know either referenced or homaged in some way in so many movies these Mo- days. A lot of people try to replicate it, and nobody's really reached that. More old movies. Yeah, Rocky Four. Yes. Apparently, Stallone is Creed hinting. Two. Stallone is hinting at the return of Ivan Drago in Creed Two. Yeah, yeah, come on. I mean, Dolph is in Aquaman, right? Uh, he is. Uh, I don't think it's a, the, the biggest part. It's a sizable role, but it's sure. not. But you hey, know. It, it gets him back in. Come the, on, he's on a roll. Conversation. Uh, what with Aquaman and Kindergarten Cop Two. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I, I, you know, I love Dolph Lundgren. I genuinely do. Um, you know, I, he makes some really, really terrible straight-to-DVD movies, uh, straight-to-streaming even, um, movies these days. But when he really gets to do, you know, classic Dolph, like in things like Expendables, um, which I love, uh, I think he's great. I would love to see Sly Stallone, Dolph Lundgren, and everybody else from you know from the Creed movie, and then do Creed two and do something with this. What I don't really want to see is Ivan Drago's son taking on. Yeah, no, that would be I, bad. Um, that's kind of Karate Kid three the, kind of. The Drago thing. thing makes sense because I'm telling you, you're going to start seeing uh, Russia will be the new, will be the new villain in Hollywood for the next few years. Russia and Korea, I think, are going to make big comebacks. Sure, if we um, have America left. Right, and they haven't both destroyed us. So I, I think you'll see a lot of movies play up those, those Cold War fears, uh, that kind of stuff. And what so, re- yeah, it makes sense that Drago would return. Going back to to um, to, to the new Beverly, I've mentioned that, that place so many times today. Um, if you haven't been, you really should go. They're not paying me to say that, by the way. Um, they did a double bill uh, on July fourth of Red Dawn uh, and Firefox. Classic. And you went 80s. to that? Did no, you go? I sadly didn't. Like, um, come on, the original Jesus Red Dawn Christ. is genius, and That's Firefox it's... is great. Oh my god, it's great! I'm so I'm so amazed at what. But it was people... it was a great little Cold War yeah, double do... bill. <laughs> what about Men in Black? 
What about Men in Black? Hey, is that 20 years old this week? Holy shit. Yeah, I know. We are old. We we are old. Um, yeah, so basically there was a story this week. A lot of people were talking about the anniversary. I did some so stuff many on it people were talking about it. Um, it's a, Come on, Men in Black's a good movie. It's who, fun. Who is talking about the 20th anniversary of Men in Black? This did not come up in my Twitter feed at all. Of course it didn't. We have very different... We're following different we things. Well, the Patriots didn't come up in my... Twitter feeds. That's on you. Yeah, it is. Um, Um, But yeah, so Steven Spielberg basically apparently wanted um, Chris O'Donnell to play Agent J in Men in Black, which is obviously the role that went to Will Smith, right? Yeah. I'm assuming he didn't want him for the Tommy Lee Jones role. (laughs) I'm assuming not. Um, Wow. No. Thank God he didn't. I mean, I've got a soft spot for Chris O'Donnell. You know, I do. I, I would like. He just to... opened a pizza place. I hear it is terrific. Has he? I actually really. Has want... he opened it or is he working in one? I think he he, he invested in it. Is he working in one? You're terrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so mean. So about, mean. Look, he, look. I, I'm not being horrible to Chris O'Donnell. That guy has got a you know a major network TV show. I don't. So ha ha jokes on me. Chris O'Donnell's doing fine for himself. That was just a cruel joke at him with the pizza. I, I cannot picture him uh, in Men in Black. But at could all. you picture Chris O'Donnell in kind of doing what many other people have done and doing something really dark in an indie movie, like being a rapist or a, a pedophile or a serial killer or something like that? I the answer is no. <laughs> really? No. Come on. If 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 I was like saw indie film news that had Chris O'Donnell in it. I would be like, this movie is going see, to see I suck. would I would love to see that. I would like to see <laughs> I would like to see Hollywood do something with Chris O'Donnell yeah. again. I don't think that's happening on the film side. No. Nope. 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 Uh but Men in Black, I'll tell you yeah. this much. I've okay. I've heard some rumblings. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, not confirmed. I haven't even looked into this shit. Um <laughs> But uh Remember that twenty one Jump Street Men in Black crossover? Yes. Doesn't seem like there's been a lot of movement on that, right? No. But what do you what do you do? I mean, you can still make Jump Street movies, right? Mm-hmm. But what about Men in Black? You got it. Like that's a huge piece of IP, and you got to bring that back somehow, right? Yeah. So if you're not doing a Twenty One Jump Street Men in Black crossover, mm-hmm. what are you doing? You are working rebooting on the Men in Black. it. Rebooting it. Yeah. I think that there uh, Sony is potentially looking for a writer to reboot Men in Black straight. Mm-hmm. No Jump Street shenanigans mm-hmm. with it, just another Men in Black. Give me two more guys in the suit. Um, I heard about another, uh, actually it's an 80s um, movie. There are a couple of movies. I won't tell you what it is because I'm not allowed to, but it is a an 80s movie that was very successful. I'll give you a couple of clues. Could be women, women in Black, though. I just want to say. Could yeah. be women in Black. Well, but go ahead. Yeah, uh, but I think Sony... They may have learned their lessons Sony, Ghostbusters. I don't think we'll be going they may have learned with a female Men in Black. We'll see. Um, another, another 80s movie. Yep. Very successful. Mm-hmm. Spawned a sequel. Okay. Directed by a very well-known director. Studio behind it. Currently looking for new ways to bring it back. Either as a television show or as a new movie. They are poised... What is it? ...to put pen to paper. They just can't come up with the best way to do it. Well, I will not tell you what it is. Are you fucking kidding? You no, can't do that. I'm just going to put it out there, but that is not the only... A studio is looking to reboot a property? That, that Simon, it, you can't fucking try, do that on the show. Try and guess what it is. I'm not... You didn't try even give me enough clues to guess. You just said something super vague. Put it together. A movie, 80s, had a sequel, directed by a very well-known uh, director. 80s property. Sci-fi. I have, 
I have no fucking idea what you're okay, talking well about. Then you're... Back to the Future? No, it is not. Don't. Th- no, we. There has been talk you're about. They need to leave Back to the Future alone. Eighties sci-fi movies. It's not Beverly Hills Cop. It's not Lethal <laughs> Weapon. Uh, People are asking me. Let's see, <laughs> guys. Comic Con. Yeah, a lot of Comic Con announcements this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never been to Comic Con. Don't care about Comic Con. Star Wars won't be a Comic Con. It will not be a Comic Con. No. Why would it be? They have D twenty three week. Literally, literally next the weekend. week before. Next weekend, uh, there's going to be a lot of Star Wars and a lot of Lucasfilm stuff at D twenty three this year. How do I know? I'm going to be working it. Um, so I, it makes it makes complete sense. You okay? I've got hiccups. Oh, okay. I thought you were about to. Puke. I've got the hiccups. Okay. Um, yeah. So it, it's really no surprise. I think most people knew that. Um, Comic Con this year is there's still a lot of film properties that are going to be there, um, but there's a lot of TV action this year. It's very heavily. TV John, skews. what is this? Meet the TV press. We are meet the I'm movie just... press. There's three movie studios going to Comic Con. It is clearly not a big event. Uh, the studios just year. don't. I mean, more studios show up. You know, at CinemaCon to show cool shit. Yeah. But yeah, um, so there's going to be a lot of this stuff at D23. So if you're looking for Star Wars news, head, then... to, head to Anaheim, not San Diego. Yeah, that's and there's going to be some Marvel stuff as well. The, the only thing I'm interested in at Comic Con is this Netflix secret screening, yes. which I speculate will be Death Note. Interesting. Which I think looks awesome. I'm super pumped for Death Note. Uh, and so if, if anything could get me down there, it would be a secret screening of that. But You see, yeah. I, I, I think it's either going to be that or it's going to be the Will Smith movie. They're not, there's no way that they're showing Bright this early before December. No way. He's going to be at Comic-Con. Yeah, sure. I, I'm sure they'll show some, some cool shit, but they're not going to show that movie in its entirety six months early. Um, there's going to be an Assassin's Creed animated series. Way couldn't care less. Yeah, uh, I literally... that's coming on the heels of the Castlevania series. I'm just saying, all these video game properties, you may start to see them now go that animated series route on Netflix because mm-hmm. the live action shit just isn't doesn't seem to be working. Um, Felicity Jones signed on to a Swan Lake movie. Don't care about Swan Lake either. No. Uh, don't know why Luca Guadagnino would want to do that. Um, there was one. There were, there were two other things that I wanted to say. Is there anything else on your list that we didn't get to before we? This is uh, the last five minutes of the show. No, there is. Oh yeah, I want to talk very briefly. It's your last last item, so use it use it well. Okay, I will. Did you see the trailer for Geostorm this no. week? No, I, I mean I saw the first <gasps> Geostorm trailer. I got, oh. I got the point. Oh my god, it looks so incredibly bad, so bad. Yeah, I mean I've heard... I kind of want to see it. It's it, it looks like the Independence Day sequel that we all that we all deserved and never got. It looks like Independence Day the sequel took a dump, and this was it. The sequel the, the yeah. sequel took a dump. Yeah, oh, man, the sequel was a dump. Awful, uh, it's awful. But I I want to see it. it I'm, just, so I'm just stunned that you that you that they invested that much money into a movie like that and then made the stars Gerard Butler and Jim Sturgis. <laughs> like, what is the point? Of doing a movie of that scale if you're going to get, like, D-list movie stars. It's, seriously, Sharknado 5 excites me more than Geostorm. I will watch both. There there will be some fun memes to come out of Geostorm, I'm sure. So what have you got? All right, so two things. Yes. Uh, The last one's really uh, just just a quick little Mm. internal thing. But um, Mahershala Ali, true detective. Mm -hmm. I broke that shit. Friday before holiday weekend. Nice work. It turned into my biggest tweet of all time. Wow. Can you believe that? Bigger than the news that Harry Styles was getting a haircut. 
this makes a ton of sense. Yes. To me, it was a perfect storm. I think that's why it did so well. Mahershala Ali is super hot right now. He won an Oscar for Moonlight. He's on the cover of GQ. He's uh, in the music videos for 444, Jay-Z's uh, new album. Yep. Um, so he is having a moment. True Detective, everyone was curious, what is the fate of this show going to be? Is mm-hmm. it coming back or not? They've never had an African-American lead. All these things sort of added up to this, this perfect storm, um, and that was sort of the big news over the 4th of July holiday. Uh, is there anyone that you would like to see him paired up with? Do you think that they should bring back McConaughey? I mean, could he pair, you know? like Josh Brolin. No, they went to him. He, he passed, I think. Right. Kroll said something. I don't. It was, they said huh. something about John Hamm, but I don't know if he mentioned Brolin too. Uh, I thought I. I thought I'd heard Brolin. Um, There's nothing to say that Brolin perhaps wouldn't revisit. Now Mahershala is on that because those two, true. I think, would be absolute dynamite. But from seeing John Hamm, I loved him in Mad Men, and you know he's done a couple of things that I didn't think were particularly good. But seeing him in Baby Driver, pretty pretty good. John Hamm, I think, would have been really cool in True Detective, but I get that coming off that second season, which was not, you know, I, I enjoyed it. It's better than 95% of the shit on, on television. Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton and Marshall Ali. Holy shit, that would be incredible. There you go. Um, I, I actually really like that. Thank you. But I get how John Hamm probably didn't want to take that risk, because if you get stuck with another subpar season of True Detective, mm-hmm. that's not good for the career, uh, especially, you know, in the wake of Baby Driver, which gave him another little bump. Mm. So... Uh, yeah, Tilda Swinton's a good suggestion. I'll be Thank very you. curious to see who they pair with Mahershala. I think that him coming on to do it does sort of guarantee that there's going to be a third season. HBO uh, definitely cautioned and was like, we haven't greenlit this yet. But to me, it's it's like one of the crown jewels in their programming. I don't see a, a future in, in which this doesn't come back uh, if Nick Pizzolatto Kevin has a decent script. He would be really good. I think that'd be super interesting. Someone, yeah, like... You know, pulling like a Travolta in Pulp Fiction, like reinvigorating somebody's career. Steve Guttenberg. A little bit. He's already reinvigorated. He's on Ballers. Yeah, true. He's on Ballers this season. HBO's already got him. So we're going to end the show, uh, the show. with a with a uh, yeah. some sad news. Yes. Um, our executive producer, mm-hmm. Maria Menounos, yep. diagnosed with a brain tumor. Uh, we wish her a, a speedy recovery. It sounds like she's going to be okay. Thank God. Yeah. Her mother also battling the uh, same illness. Um, man, this scary stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom's going through a situation right now, uh, but she's a strong lady. Maria's a, a strong woman, and I think yep. that um, I think she's going to be okay. And, and we just wanted to, you know, send our thoughts and prayers. Yep. As as you know, as the show. Very much um, so. Because there wouldn't be a show without Maria, without Kevin Undergaro. And none so, of this. None of this would be happening. Right. So this literally wouldn't happen. You know, we 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 owe them a lot and we're grateful we do. Uh, you know, for them and uh, you know, wishing the best for their entire family. Mm-hmm. Um so that'll do it for this week's Meet the Movie Press. Sound good? Yeah. Okay, where can the good folks find you? Uh you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Showbiz Simon. I also have a Facebook page, this is Simon Thompson. Where can we find you, Jeff? I'm at the tracking board, tracking and at the insider on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure to tune in to the Collider Collision today. Over on Collider Video, uh, where I take on the, the commissioner, Christian Harloff. It's a really uh, great event that he uh, produced up there. So uh, be sure to tune in. Rate, comment, subscribe, Popcorn yeah. Talk Network. Thank you for listening. Tell Have a great everybody. week. Yeah, have a great weekend. And, uh, and yeah, you guys just met the movie press. Take care. Producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.
The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.